The problem is we are so programmed for instant gratification, for grand slams, that we don't realize everybody who's actually getting rich has been in the league for year after year after year, just hitting base hit after base hit after base hit consistently. Welcome, everybody, to The Chris Harder Show, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success, knowing that when good people like you make good money, they can then do great things. My name is Chris Harder, and several times per week, I will bring you epic guests, solo episodes, and every single tool, trick, and skill set you need to grow your business, grow your money mindset, and to grow your wealth to levels that you have never reached before. I've ended up in a unique place in life where I've got the experience, the connections, and all of the secrets that it takes to be successful. And I'm lifting the curtain to reveal it all to you in an effort to help put you in a position of abundance so great that you can then be as generous as possible. So let's lock arms and let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Chris Hutter Show. It's another Money Monday here where we absolutely believe that both prosperity and generosity can and must coexist. And we're going to be diving into how you might be holding yourself back right now from some massive prosperity. Like, listen, I'm just going to tell you black and white. This is right now the greatest wealth building period that we have seen since the Industrial Revolution. I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. The evidence is all around you. And what I want to address is that half of you seem to be engaged and the other half of you are sitting on the sidelines. And you're sitting on the sidelines for one very specific reason. And that is this. You're waiting for the dip. You're waiting for the bubble to pop before you, quote, get in. And the problem is, you're waiting for this dip or this bubble that's supposedly going to pop while everyone else around you is getting rich. I'm not kidding. I want this to be your wake-up call. This is an important episode. Are you going to wait? Six months, that's six months of wealth building that you missed out on while more money was exchanging hands than ever. Are you going to wait a year? Are you going to wait two years? What's your plan? Wait five years until there's some big dip? I'm going to show you some evidence, some mathematical evidence in a little bit here that shows you how dumb of a decision that is to miss out on even, even a half a year, even a year of this massive wealth building opportunity that's in front of us right now called this economy that we're in. Now, here's where this came from. I've been hearing this same statement from a lot of people. Well, I'm going to get into fill in the blank. Once the bubble pops, once the reset happens, I'm going to start getting into properties after the bubble pops. They've been going up for a while now. Well, I'm going to get into the stock market after the bubble pops. It's been going up for a while now. Oh, I'm going to get into crypto once there's a crash. It's been going up for a while now. Guys, spoiler alert, broke fools have always sat on the sideline for ages, for generations, saying, well, I'm going to wait until the bubble pops. I'm going to wait until the time is perfect. It's not going to pop. There might be a tiny little reset here and a tiny little reset here, but when you see the numbers I'm about to share with you, it's not going to pop. It always goes up and up and up and up. And the only way you lose is by sitting on the sidelines trying to time it perfectly. Let me share two points with you. Point number one, you can't time the peaks and valleys. 
Nobody can. And that's never the goal. It's not to buy on the lowest low and it's not to sell on the highest high. It's to be in the game and able to buy while it's in its lows and climbing and to sell while it's in its highs and starting to show evidence of maybe declining. But you can't go wrong if you just always buy and hold for a long period of time. What you can't do, what no one's been able to do, is time a perfect peak to sell and a perfect valley to buy. Nobody can do it. And so you're sitting here saying, I'm going to wait for the dip. I'm going to wait for the valley. Except you're not even going to recognize it when it comes. And I'll show you some numbers that supports that in a minute. There's a saying out there. It says, we overestimate what we can do in a year. And we underestimate what we can do in five. Well, that applies to how you're handling your money right now. That applies to how you're trying to time the market to to get rich the one year that it dips and you buy in and all of a sudden it goes up. Don't play a one-year game. Play a five-year game. Play a 10-year game. Are you telling me right now that you would be upset if it took you five years to create legacy wealth for your family? If it took 10 years for you to create legacy wealth for your family? Play that long game. Okay, what are you right now? 25? So by the time you're 35, you could have legacy wealth? Are you 40 listening right now? By the time you're 50, you could have legacy wealth? Are you 60 right now? By the time you're 70, you could have legacy wealth? The problem is we are so programmed for instant gratification, for grand slams, that we don't realize everybody who's actually getting rich has been in the league for year after year after year, just hitting base hit after base hit after base hit consistently. That's point number one. Point number two, and this is where it gets really good. Most importantly, we are right now in the middle of a great reset. And no, not the great reset that everybody shares that, you know, there's this agenda out there and one world government and all this other stuff. Sure, maybe that happens, maybe it doesn't. That's not the great reset I mean. I mean, we are resetting. We are redefining forever how we think of money. We are redefining what a lot of money is. And I'm using my quotes right now, my air quotes. We are forever resetting what we think is a lot of money. Mark my words, a millionaire will be middle class in 10 years. So if you're 25, by the time you're 35, being a millionaire will barely be middle class. Come back and play this soundbite again in 10 years. Prove me wrong. Being a millionaire will be middle class in 10 years. And here's why. Because of how quickly we are building wealth, unlike ever before, even way more than the Industrial Revolution. It's being created so quickly because technology is advancing so quickly. The onset of Web 3.0, the onset of cryptocurrencies, the onset of digital currencies, the onset of blockchain, the onset of NFTs and the metaverse and virtual land. The onset of all of those things is creating so many millionaires and so many billionaires every single day while you're sitting on the sidelines waiting for some bubble to pop. That here's what's happening. Remember, wealth isn't distributed, it's created. 
And so the overall wealth in the system is going up and up and up and up and up every single time one of these new millionaires or one of these new billionaires is minted. And so while you're sitting there with a conservative goal of, boy, I got to work hard and, and hopefully I have a little home run that gets me a million dollars, a million dollars is quickly becoming not a lot of money anymore. Some of you, you're hearing this and you're panicking, but I'd rather you know and then roll up your damn sleeves and do something about it. Wealth is being so quickly created that 18-year-olds are becoming DECA millionaires overnight. 25-year-olds are becoming 100 millionaires overnight. People literally before they're 30 are becoming billionaires overnight. People are buying NFTs for 3,500 bucks and selling them for 350,000 30 days later. People are buying virtual land for 12 grand November last year and selling it for 2.4 million November this year. And you're sitting around waiting for a bubble to pop before you dip your toes in these things. Now, here's some numbers. When I promised you evidence, here's some numbers that's going to blow your mind. Let's use housing. That's the easiest thing for people to understand right now. Let's use housing as an opportunity, the value of a home, the value of real estate. Remember, I'm not a fan of being a homeowner. Being a homeowner is not an investment, but owning income-producing properties is. Acquiring land, any type of cash-flowing land, is. So housing in 1975, the average cost of a home in 1975 was $42,600. And in 1975, there were a bunch of people sitting around saying, boy, it's been going up for a while. I'm going to wait for it to dip. And just 10 years later, it more than doubled to $98,500 in 1985. That's 10 years of people sitting around saying, oh, I'm just waiting for the next thing to, to pop. I'm just waiting for the next dip before I get in. And now it's doubled and now it's harder to get in. And then 10 years later, in 1995, it became $161,900 for the average home in 1995. 10 more years of people sitting around and saying, well, I'm just going to wait for the dip. I'm just going to wait for the bubble to pop before I get in. And then 10 years later, in 2005, just a couple years before the crash, as a matter of fact, in 2007, right before the Great Recession, right before the housing crash, housing touched $300,000 per home average. If you averaged every single property across the United States of America, it averaged $300,000 in 2007. So then the crash happened, right? And this is where the psychology of everyone's sitting around because it's only 12 years ago or whatever, sitting around saying, oh, I know it's going to happen again. I'm waiting for this bubble to pop. Then we're going to come rushing in. So then the crash happened. And this is a crash that will likely have been the biggest that we will have ever seen in our lifetime. We'll probably never see anything quite again like that in our lifetime. At least we certainly hope not. But even, even if that crash were to happen again, check this out. The average house went from a peak of 300,000 down to 257,000. So it lost $43,000, about 15% value. Some areas were slaughtered. They lost 30%, 40%. Some neighborhoods lost 50%. But the average, it went from $300,000 average home value in 2007 to in 2009 at the low point of the crash, it went to 257. So lost about 15%. That's not that great of a valley to go and buy in anyways. So then, just one year later, in 2010, we were back up to 278 grand for the average home. And just five years after that, we were 
20% higher than the all-time freaking high. If the all-time high before the crash in 2007 was 300 grand, in 2015, just six years after the crash, we were 20% higher than the previous record at 369,000 for the average home. And guess what? People were sitting around saying, wait, we've been going up again for five years. I'm going to sit around. I'm going to wait for the bubble to pop. And here we are in 2021. Well, technically we're in 2022, but I only have data through 2021. The average home value as of last month is $453,000. So in 1985, if you're sitting around saying, well, I'm going to wait for the dip. Do you think you were really prepared to wait until 20 years later when the housing crash happened? Do you, th do you think that someone sat around waiting 20 years for the dip and then they're sitting there ready, cash in hand? Maybe 50 people in the whole country and they're crazy because they missed out on 20 years of wealth building. All right, let me give you another example. Index markets. We're going to use the Dow Jones, okay? That's the average of the 30 blue chip companies in the United States right now. So the Dow Jones in 1985 was worth, was measured at 1,334 points. Then five years later, it had doubled to 2,590 points in 1990. Just five years after that, it doubled again to 5,176. So do you see what would be happening in your money here? There's two people in this story. In 1985, there's people like, well, I'm not going to trust this thing. This is pretty new. They missed out on their money doubling five years later and doubling five years again after that. And then in 2000, kept going up, 10,800, doubled again five years later. 2007, just seven years after that, it peaked at almost 14,000 points. And then the crash happened, right? Again, this, this once in a lifetime, hopefully, crash. And it dropped all the way down to 6,600 in 2009. Now, this is where people are like, I'm waiting for this, this great big crash to happen. I'm going to swoop in in this moment. Well, I sure hope that you're pretty good at calling the bottom of a market. Because just two years later, it already recovered to its high in the 13,000s. And then it went on to set brand new records. If its lowest point was 2009, by 2015, six years later, it was already at 17,900, smashing previous records. Five years after that, almost doubled again, 29,100. Then this unheard of pandemic hit, and it dropped, ready for this? Here's the big dip everyone always says they're waiting on the sidelines for. It dropped from 29,000 to 19,000. That's a huge drop, right? But guess what? It only lasted a few months and then started climbing and climbing and climbing. And 12 freaking months later, it went from 19,000 to 36,000 plus points as we sit here today recording this. So let me ask you, did you time that dip right? Did you go swooping in with all your cash in hand? Was it worth waiting five years, 10 years, 15 years for that moment? Or would you have been better off slowly? buying in 1985, buying a little more in 1990, buying a little more in 1995, buying a little more in 2020, and dollar costs averaging your way up. I hope the, the answer's obvious. It's the latter. It's being in the game. And when something dips, you don't lose that money unless you sell it. If your house went from 400 grand to all of a sudden 350 next year, you didn't lose that money unless you sell it. Wait a couple more years, it's going to go right back up. If you finally get into the markets right now, it goes from 36,000 points down to, to 25,000 points. You didn't lose it 
unless you sell it. Wait a couple of years, it'll go right back up. Crypto, NFTs, land in the metaverse, startups are on fire right now. They're on the same trajectory. There's so much money being invested in startups, whether you're investing in one or whether you're starting one and raising money. Here's the point. While you're sitting around waiting for the next dip, I don't care if it's a real estate, I don't care if it's the market, I don't care if it's the metaverse. While you're sitting around waiting for the bubble to pop, that's when you're going to go swooping in. Everyone else around you is getting rich. And even if they, they take a temporary dip, they're going to have already been in the game and it's going to set brand new, amazing records right afterwards. So I'm telling you, get in the game. Stop sitting around. Stop using it as an excuse that you're waiting for some possible dip that could come up and like you can go swooping in and time it perfectly anyways. The only way to lose is by sitting out and the only way to win is by getting in and getting in and getting in and getting in and staying in the game and letting the rest do its thing. Because when you do, that's when good people like you will make great fortunes and be able to do great freaking things with them. Hey guys, if you love this, subscribe to my money mantras. They're totally free. Every morning I'm going to text you and text you a positive money mantra, or I'm going to text you a business perspective of the day. All you got to do is text the word daily to me at 310-421-0416. Again, text me the word daily. I'll text you right back. Text me the word daily to 310-421-0416. And I will literally put abundant goggles on you every morning when you wake up. Thanks for listening. Love and appreciate you. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success. 